Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. The heart is the first organ created in the body, and it's the last organ to function in the body when the body is leaving its assemblage. Think about that first beat, the very first one. Think about the very first beat of your heart, the initial beat. And then think of the ultimate beat, the very last one. And between the initial beat and the ultimate beat, it will do between four to six to seven billion beats. Every one of those beats will install in the blood cells that are being produced with each beat, two million of them every beat of the heart. It will install within those red blood cells the attitude of your life at this present moment. And that's why we do meditations for 11 minutes. It's a volume of blood. Meditations for 31 minutes, it's a volume of blood. Meditations for 62 minutes, it's a volume of blood. Meditations for 40 days, it's a volume of blood. Because your body is run like a democracy. The red blood cells each get a vote as to who you are in that moment. And every time that you chant, Aung Namo Guru Dev Namo, you're saying, I am the master within the master within the master within the master. I am the master of my universe. And I'm going to live as that master from this breath forward. Inhale deeply. Om Namo Guru Good day.
Your heart is very courteous. That's why when you're having a heart-to-heart, -heart, it's very compassionate. And your heart is very courteous with you. <clears throat> it won't interrupt you. Though it should. So when you're operating on just noise, it's very gentle in the background. And when you allow your noise to die to silence, you can experience the heart. It never raises its voice. And that heart, when you listen to it, has access to the universal mind, which has access to all of the incarnations that are less advanced than this and far more advanced than this. And this is why they always thought there were extraterrestrials landing on Earth. You're the extraterrestrials landing on Earth. You come from planets that are far more advanced than this. And you come from planets that are far less advanced than this because you've had tens of thousands of human existences. And they're not all here. That's like... I once saw a map of the United States drawn by New York. Have you ever seen that map? It was New York and it was very large. And then there was this little teeny squiggly bit that surrounded it on three sides and it was the rest of the US. <laughs> Sometimes we have this attitude that, you know, that this is all there is. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very egocentric and to think of that Earth is all there is is very geocentric. I mean the idea that something can be infinite without repetition is like absurd. Repetition is a guarantee. A guarantee. Rhythms have repeating patterns. It's called pulsation. Everything has a repeating pattern. It's called creation. And when your pattern is not discovering the sense in the moment, it means that you're capturing too small of a picture. Whenever you are confused, you haven't gathered enough information. Whenever something doesn't make sense, you haven't gathered enough information. What the head brain does is when it hasn't gathered enough information and things don't make sense, it tries to work with what it has and it creates a mess. 
What the heart brain does when things don't make sense is that it goes to that silence so that it can open the frame and gather more information into it. Let's say that the red dots, if you can all see this far, mm -hmm. it's a PowerPoint. <laughs> Let's say, and I'm pointing powerfully. <laughs> Let's say that these two red dots are the unwilling components, the, the, uh, the unnatural components, the non-harmonious components, the danger points. Within every moment there is a danger point and that danger point has an attitude towards space and it has an attitude towards time. If you're standing in a on a curb at a crosswalk, that's a dangerous setting. And what causes you to avoid danger is your relationship with time. You're not going to run across the street in front of an oncoming car. You're going to wait for a period of time. But all of the potentials within that moment are all there for a catastrophe. Correct? Correct? It's just a matter of managing space-time, correct? You're managing the space in which you occupy. You're not going to occupy the center of the crosswalk at a time when there's a car occupying the center of the crosswalk. Because if you and a car are both occupying the center of the crosswalk, there's only one outcome. That's a car. You don't come out of that. Correct? Yep. Lao Tse talked about this extensively in the Tao. And Lao Tse would say, which is an odd thing to say, <laughs> wouldn't you say? So Lao Tse would say, or if you wanted to avoid that, you would pronounce it Lao Tzu, but I don't ever do that. That was an aside, by the way. <laughs> that when the arrow arrives, when the arrow arrives, don't be present. And then be present. And this is what the entire world of martial arts is based on. When the blow arrives, don't be present, then be present. When the disturbance arrives, when the catastrophe arrives, don't be present, then be present. Your task is to manage space-time, which is always dangerous, not try to eliminate the danger within space-time. And the fact that humanity has gotten so far removed from the moment, it is now trying to Control fear. It's called the war on fear. They use terror as the word for fear. The war on terror. What is the war on terror about? The war on terror is just about 
managing space-time. You're in my space. It's not the right time for you to be in my space. Or you've been in my space for a very long time. I want you to get out of my space. I want my space. I want a place. All this is, all this is, is the management of space-time. If you can comprehend the fact that within every moment are those danger points and you open the aperture of your mind, and how do you do that? By going to the heart brain, which has access to the universal mind, which is going to bring in all of this other information, which will compensate and complement the danger points. You stink. You do right now. You stink. But it's in your intestines and no one can smell it. That's a direct quote from Yogi Bhajan. Only he used another word. He said, you smell like... But it's in your intestines. And that's how you're managing your stink. Do you understand? That within every moment is everything. So let's reverse engineer that. If within every moment is everything, then within a moment in which you have no hope, there is hope. And the moment that you experience the sensation of hope, you become inspired. This is the law of your physical body. Hope lives in what's called the thoracic ver uh, vertebra section of your spine, which is from about here to about here. Below that is the lumbar. Actually, it's from about here. Below that is the lumbar, and above that is the cervical. Lumbar governs your inspiration. Thoracic governs your hope. And thoracic is right behind the heart. Constantly feeling the beat of hope. Hope has a rhythm. I can remember as a teenager, <clears throat> I could, going to school, I had mastered it. I could figure out how to get straight A's without doing a lot of work. Figured it out. Knew exactly what to do. But it was a depressing setting. Education, because it's not education, is very depressing. But come Friday night, me and my bandmates would go play a dance, right? And the moment we started, we felt great. So we went through all of this school days with zero rhythm. And the moment rhythm was put into the heart, the moment that rhythm started boosting the heart, whoo, Ha! Whew. And in that state, you can learn more. Every class in every school should have rhythmical music playing at all times. Because the kids could learn much more rapidly. They'd be sitting there going... Tch, 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 tch. 
42 times 43 is... And they would be loving it. Stop tapping your foot. What are you smiling at? Do you remember those days? Anything that had to do with joy was to be wiped from the moment. Which means that anything that had to do with the heart was to be taken out of the school. Now you wonder why people drop out. No, you don't. It's clear, isn't it? It's clear. Because all the school wants to do is educate the head brain, which is important, but not exclusive. All of the brains, the head brain, the heart brain, and the gut brain, which is Ong, Namo, Gurudev, Namo. It's why we tune in to the three chambers. This is life moving forward as life, as opposed to life moving forward as an extinction event, which is what's happening. We're going to extinguish human life on this planet if we don't reverse course by the end of this century. It is not a long-term condition. And deep science knows this, and that which says science isn't important ignores this. Because we have created this fantasy that time is money. Time is not money. Time is space moving through a point of reference through a point of observation. Time is a fabrication of your sensory system. And if you cannot manage your time, you cannot occupy your space. And if you cannot occupy your space, you don't exist. And if you don't exist in a lifetime that's this advanced, <laughs> You're going to be recycled. <laughs> They'll go, hey, let's just disassemble this thing. Because this thing didn't work. But if you can manage all of that, you can then go to the next level of existence. This is not all there is. And Earth is not the only place that it is. And so you open the aperture, you bring in, I mean, I know we're going, it's up, but it's actually, the, it, dimensionally, it's not up, that's three-dimensionally, but dimensionally, it's within every moment, within every point of space. Do you understand that there's no direction in infinity? All right? So within that, you are able to see the invisible, right? It looks a bit like a molar. <laughs> Tried to make it look like an iceberg, but hey. Yeah, it does. You know, you, you, got, you got squiggly gums and it's a molar. <laughs> I showed that to my three-year-old daughter. She just looked at it for a long time. and Pretty soon she said, it's a sailboat. <laughs> You get to see what you see, right? So let's just, for the sake of whatever, call it an iceberg. 
How much of an iceberg do you see? Not enough, said the Titanic. (laughs) For the Titanic, this should have been reversed, yes? Ah, we won't go there. How much of an iceberg do you see? Yeah, that's not a number. I'm asking for a number. It's approximation. Huh? Some ten percent, about right, about one seventh. The rest of it is invisible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To your senses, correct. Mm-hmm. So, how much of this picture are you seeing in front of you? How much of your life are you seeing in front of you? There's a great deal of that which you're seeing in front of you that is invisible to you, isn't there? And in every moment, in every moment, your brain, based on the reticular formation here in the base, the instinctual nature of your brain, the very primitive part of your brain, what you're going to focus on is what you feel most influenced by. Are you influenced more by your aspirations and your joys or by your concerns? Just think about it for a moment. It perhaps changes from moment to moment, doesn't it? Okay, but what about a moment when you're trapped in your concern? And being trapped in your concern. If you're trapped in your concern, can you see the solution? No, No, the solution is invisible to you if you're trapped in your concern. You should be aware of your concern. It's in the ancient Sanskrit, it says, to be aware of the faults and then unsee them. To be aware of them and then unsee them. Because the moment you take your sensory system off of the faults, that sensory system can now begin to open to the solutions. Because you only have so much, let's use the phrase, bandwidth. Hmm? So if part of your reality is invisible, but that part that's invisible has all of your desires figured out, has all of your questions answered, has everything that you want to change already changed in course, that's what you need to be viewing. And that's not logical. It isn't logical. It isn't predictable. It isn't visible. It has none of the logic qualities. It's literally the other half of the yin-yang. The yang is what is logical, it's obvious, it's there, it's predictable. The other side is yin, which was known as the magical side. Ma is feminine, law is masculine, Logic is where all the laws are made from. Laws are trying to control logic trying to control the obvious, trying to control the predictabilities. Very masculine. What are we running our entire world on? Law or ma? Is ma considered? No, and that's why ma never was considered. Was she? And if ma got really powerful, what did they do to ma 400 years ago? They, they, they took her away, right? They did away with Ma if she became very powerful. 
That's what we're dealing with in the world today. Ma's becoming a power. Law is trying to outlaw that. So I want you to all raise your hand. Take an oath. I, I am, am an outlaw. An outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, huh? Yeah, I agree. Isn't that, isn't that? Damn right, yeah, you got that right, yeah? Because we want to disrupt logic as the only event. What is the, what is the current disruption? Very natural disruption of logic that's taking place amongst children. What's it called? All very good results of, of you, you're trying to use something that's outside. Huh? ADD? Dyslexia? Huh? Yeah, that, well, that comes too. Yeah, big time. What was the one in the back here? Perfect. Yogi Bhajan once said that autism is living multiple lives in a single one. And if those multiple lives are all aligned, the autistic becomes savant. Absolutely perfect at a single event. Hmm? Very interesting how nature is responding to this overemphasis and absolute focus on law, on logic. Hmm? So what we have then is we've got this opportunity to, uh, thank you. To change the way we live. What is marketing all about? It's at the top. It's all about your preferences. Wouldn't you prefer to have this car? Wouldn't you prefer to have this jacket? Wouldn't you prefer to have this cologne? Wouldn't you prefer, wouldn't you prefer, wouldn't you prefer, or you would prefer, you would prefer, you would prefer, right? Marketing. Marketing takes you out of who you are and puts you into a state that you're constantly desiring. And if it doesn't do that effectively, it's not good marketing. And what does good marketing do? Good marketing causes you to do what? Spend money. What is money? They say it's time, right? So, if, they, if marketing can put you into your preference, then it can take you out of time so that it can get all of your money to try to buy your way back into time. You see, it's a crazy eight. It's an endless loop. It's a Mobius strip. Sit in your presence. Be aware of your preference. And don't live in the difference. Sit in your... One time, Yogi Bhajan, I was furious. One of the many times. I was furious. And I came to him furiously. And he said to me, 
Guru Singh, sit. It's like a dog. He said, sit. Stay. I sat. And I sat. And I opened my eyes. He said, don't open your eyes. I closed my eyes. I kind of shifted. He said, don't shift your body. So now I'm frozen. What am I experiencing? I'm experiencing my fury. And I found that my fury was really powerful, meditative energy. After I got done with being upset that I wasn't able to move or even twitch, I surrendered. And in that surrender, the fury took over. But it didn't take over as something uncomfortable. Because as the Buddha said, discomfort is the resistance to what is. In non-resistance to what is, my fury became this incredible energy. And it took me in an in a meditation to places that were just profound. And in the profundity of those locations, I resolved the purpose and reason of my fury. And I sat there. And when I finally opened my eyes, he was sitting in his chair sound asleep. (laughs) I mean, it it had to have been maybe, what, 15 minutes somewhere between 15 and 20. He was just... And I woke up and I looked at him and I looked at him and I looked at him and then he opened his eyes and he looks back at me and he goes, hmm, that was good. (laughs) And I didn't know if he meant his nap (laughs) or my meditation, but it didn't matter because it was good. Anything experienced, this is Lao Tse, and the Buddha also, anything experienced to its core turns to joy. And this is how we solve what is going on in the world today. We experience it. We don't resist it, we experience it. And in that experience, we are not going to be present when the arrow is present, correct? It's not like we get, it's not like we're gonna get beat up here. No, when the arrow arrives, we're not present. And immediately thereafter, we're present. And we're experiencing the depth of the nature of the circumstance, and in the depth of the nature of the circumstance, is the answer to the circumstance. The preference meets the presence. We become able to perceive the invisible. 
and we open up the aperture of our brain so that we actually are able to incorporate the universal mind. And that is what we are to do in this world. Because by doing that in a very artistic way, in a very harmonic, rhythmical way, by doing that in the world, we become the solution. And as we become the solution, we have the words. And the prayer is easy. Say it. The things I am to say, I shall say. The things I am to say, I shall say. That which I am to know, I shall know. That which I am to know, I shall know. The places I am to go, I shall go. The people I am to meet, I shall meet. That which I am to accomplish, I shall accomplish. Just quote from the Buddha. Because when you are in that incredible synchronicity, the perfection of this vast, vast, vast multiverse, made up of countless megaverses, all containing myriads of universes, serves you. It serves you perfectly. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.